again. Yeah, oh. you, this is your book. You read the book. I haven't read the book. Go. Okay. Uh, hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Juliana and together with Luke, uh, I review a book and uh, then we record a podcast and put it up on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. And there's no set schedule. There's no set schedule, which is why now is the book. Yeah. Last week, no, two weeks ago was the other book. I don't know. We, we did a few. Well, I think it's because we did like three episodes in four days, I think yeah, is what it, it was. Yeah, it was a bit over. And we, we over actually recorded two of the episodes on the same day, even yes. though we, we released one of them later. All right. We've uh, we've both read this book. No, actually, no, that's not true. There's a series of books called the Steerswoman books. Yes. Actually. Rosemary Kirsten. Yeah. Kirsten. Kirsten. Rosemary Kirsten wrote a series of books starting off in, in 1989. Or the first book came out called The Steerswoman. There's also another uh, sec- The second story was called The Outskirters Secret. Yes. And um, The Outs- Outskirters Secret. They were both combined into one book at one point. Yes. Um, these were all published by Orbit or something. Book three came out in 2003. So that's a big gap between them. Yeah. And then book four came out in 2004. Um, oh yeah, the Steerswoman's Road was book one and two that yes. were combined into one Which edition. Which makes sense. Yeah, so uh, apparently anyway. we got some feedback from the last episode. Oh yeah, Juliana reviewed the first book in this series yes. in the last episode. Since then, yeah, Luke we- read the first book. Well, let's go, go to some of the feedback. It said, okay. Kirsten is working on the last two novels in parallel. So, well, you know, not one book and then the next one. Yeah, but they're coming. Um so yeah, apparently, uh, apparently these are, are no longer published. These books are no longer published by Del Rey, uh, Del Rey Publishing. Yes. Or but she she bought she got Orbit. the her rights back. Like yeah. she got all the rights to all the books back. Yeah, which is why uh, then she published the book. Like she did self publishing. Yeah, and ebooks, uh, e-books on Amazon. Yeah. Also redesigning the covers. Yeah. Good job. All right, let's get into the covers in a minute. Okay. So um, I said last episode that I was also going. I hadn't read the first book, but I thought, well, Juliana's going to read the second book i said if the first book is worth reading tell me and i'll read it okay um, and because it's self-published it's just as an ebook you know just a kindle book it's like two dollars yeah. or whatever on kindle no problem at all yes you i think you got them on the a library app or I something i got the like first that. two uh, via my library yeah, app, yeah. Yes. i was just like uh, i'm just gonna get it on uh, on kindle and again <laughs> that's the uh, that that's what you, that's what you pay two dollars for for Absolutely. the uh, for the convenience of not having to wait for books to come out in a library app and things well, like I that. Well, I didn't have to wait for well, those. I'm just saying, whatever, whatever <laughs> the. I mean, I'm just saying, there's a, the, yes. the next book that you're reading. Uh, you asked for it from the library app back in what? Um, oh, February ago. or something yes. like that, and now you're only now you're getting to it. So but, not every book is like but that. That's but that's like a, a new book that yeah. just came out. So of course it's going to be. Lots of people are borrowing the ebook, yes. which doesn't make sense to me. But well, whatever. There's a uh, they they have they do this false scarcity of ebooks in libraries where you're just like, well, you've got it, just give me. But of course they have to. They're only allowed to be lending it to a certain number of people at exactly. once. Exactly. Uh, which is which is interesting. Anyway, that's why you pay two dollars and you just it just it arrives on my phone and I open it up and read it and i read it you did yes the first book the first book okay the first novel now when you were talking to me about this in the last episode you're like oh it's got this science fiction fantasy kind of thing going on and there's a it's very it's very um uh, how to say like it, it feels like a fantasy book but yes. then of course the the gems or the tokens or the charms yeah was it, the charms that they're the talking charms. about yes that was the and word i was looking for last time i didn't remember so this is one of those series where the mystery is or part of the mystery is mm. 
that there's these uh, uh, you know is it you know is it magic is it science fiction mm-hmm. and one of the issues with the front covers is that the front cover and we were talking about this on the last episode yeah. that the scene on the front cover doesn't appear in the book and it's literally someone with LCD screens and computer terminals yet in a fantasy story yes uh, but also like these are like the first this is like the 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 covers of the first edition yeah, yeah. first published and when you look at this you think like why what who thought that this yeah. was a good idea to publish the books right. with these covers yeah so anyway, I, and after that discussion, I went into it and it was actually, weirdly, more fantasy, like for, for 80% of the book, was it was felt more fantasy-like than I was expecting. Um, but that's what I told. Yes, I know, I know, but I even with you saying, oh, is it this way, is it that way? It, yeah. feels, it feels very fantasy-like, yeah. except for the 20% of the book, which is almost overloading with with obvious hints. no not hints <laughs> not hints literally somebody somebody discovers orbital dynamics like they discover okay. orbits yes. and then the same person works out geostationary orbits like just in one go like yeah. and you're like oh no that's that. like and i understand that the steers women uh, are very clever and this specific steers woman is very clever and she's yeah. being helped out and she goes and talks you know to these other mathematicians and gets help and things like that but it is, it, uh, I th- I'm not sure if I mentioned it in the podcast last time, but uh, I think maybe it was just when we were talking about the Clan of the Clave Bear uh, novels. I can't remember the Jane Owl or something like that. Anyway, Earth's Children series. And it's and it's about someone who was in, in Cavewoman times. So okay, mm. she's a cavewoman. Oh, yes. Um, and then... and But yes. to show how clever she is, she invents all of these b- bits and pieces, which for us, that's sort of like, yeah, she invented the, uh, I don't know, the canoe paddle, the offset canoe paddle. <laughs> and she also invented sewing. And she like, also invented horse inventing riding. Inventing really like... Oops, quote marks there like well, she invented them it's very easy for somebody to come up with a clever science fiction idea yeah if what you're doing is just using an idea which has already been discovered 60 years ago or yeah. you know <clears throat> who, who was the first person who worked out what orbits were or something like that you yeah. know that yeah. you, you can I have no idea and then, you know, the geostationary orbit isn't... Uh, I think that's actually Arthur C. Clarke wrote about that to a way that it couldn't even... You know, nobody could, you know, claim ownership yeah. of that because he actually wrote about it in some technical document or science fiction. I can't remember <laughs> what the story is. But that's why it's called a Clarke orbit. Right. It is possible for a science fiction author to come up with, like, something which is technically amazing. Yes. Like, which hasn't been invented which, yet. Which has real world meaning. Which has real and then can go on and be used for yes. like, he, he. I think it was Arthur C. Clarke said, look, if, if we had three if we had three um, I should have looked this up before recording the podcast. I didn't know we were going to talk about this. But if we have <laughs> if we either. have three um, uh, satellites in geostationary orbit, you can have worldwide coverage. Yes. And they can also communicate, they have line of sight to Com- each other so they can communicate amongst each other. Com- amongst each other. Yes. And and it's one of those things that you go, ah, right, that's what a real science fiction author can do. Like a real science fiction author can do futurism. But if you're setting something like in caveman times or in a fantasy mm. world where all this knowledge is lost, you can show how clever your main character is, not by coming up with something that nobody's come up with before, but coming up with something that everybody already knows about in our current world, mm. but because this is set in the past slash future you know Slash stuff parallel yeah parallel whatever. world whatever wherever this is you know this yeah. is uh, you know wherever this uh, thing is set sort of like is it are we on an alien planet or are, are we on earth in the far mm. future mm. which way round is it going i don't know there's um, certainly baggage certainly like mm. things that happened before yeah 
And then an, a way another person is shown to be really, really clever is that they rediscover um, explosives. And <laughs> yes. again, it's really easy to make someone uh, seem clever and intelligent by rediscovering that. Yeah. But he turns out by the end of the book, he doesn't only, and this is some miles, well, it's not spoilers, but you know that he's invented explosives because he's like missing two fingers and things. <laughs> and he's walking around, he's like, no, don't drop that, don't drop that and stuff. And all the time I was like, if you don't drop it, not dropping it is shockwaves, which is yeah. like, which is high explosives. And then also don't move it near the fire, which is low explosives. So yes. is one a, you know, there's that, what is it? Ch chemical mix and molecular mix. We watched yes. a video about it yes, recently. Um, but that was something that even without watching that Tom Scott video recently, it was in my head and I was like, oh, it's, does he have high explosives or does he have low explosives? And then he was talking about, you know, like collecting saltpeter from the side of a, you know, whatever blacksmith's hole or something yeah. i was like all oh, yeah. right so he's discovered by being a blacksmith's son being around charcoal all the time yeah. and getting the mold and saltpeter yeah. or whatever it, whatever it is and you need to that stuff yeah and, and then doing that as so like i can imagine a a, a blacksmith's son inventing quote-unquote inventing um or discovering gunpowder, or discovering gunpowder discovering yeah. what that mix is yeah and then developing it enough and keeping it secret but then by the end of the book he's also discovered high explosives he's saying oh yeah i need the the explosion from the low explosive is going to set off the yeah. high i mean he's not using this terminology but that's what he's talking about yeah. and yeah. in the end there's a big you know pyrotechnic uh, showdown at, yeah. at the end of the end of the book and i was like oh right this book has done like if we're talking about this book as a fantasy world which has science fictional you know precursor te technology left into it yeah and yet the people that we're following happen to be multiple generational talents and they just happen to meet up with each other and just happen to one person <laughs> discover what orbits are and immediately latch on to geostationary orbits and the other person both invent gunpowder and nitroglycerine in this the same person in, in like you know alfred noble or whatever it was who who uh who, the Nobel prize was invented you know he's the guy who invented nitroglycerine yeah that's not something that a blacksmith's son does after also inventing low low explosives and it's one of those things that as i'm going through this book i'm like so much work is being done. You know what I say? Like you, you can just say, "Oh, you're rediscovering orbits," but redis like discovering what like orbit, discovering orbital mechanics, and also working out uh, geostationary orbits. For me, they are two leaps, like generational leaps. Discovering gunpowder and then discovering high explosives and nitroglycerine. Like years, like for one 14 year old boy to discover both of those and i always thought he was going to learn like he had learned those from precursor technology they had learning stuff from the wizards which are which have access to these uh, you know facts from you know the precursor you know whoever landed on this planet and the mm. spaceships are up in space still and we're all a fantasy world down mm. here mm. you know revealing facts which have been worked out before is one thing but telling me that these main characters in a book are geniuses because they discovered them but you don't put the work in to show how they are discovered you just say oh these two people are genius but not show how they discovered those things i think know. no now i need to really now intercept here because what you're saying yeah. really is 
I don't know. It it, it doesn't hit like it. it really, okay, for you. It for can you, I say something? Yeah, no, I'm just saying what you're doing. What I'm talking about is how I felt reading a book, and this was one of the things that I stumbled over in the book. You don't need to put up a great defense of it. If it worked for you, it worked for you. It didn't work for me. Okay, okay but let me let yeah, me point it. something out here. Yeah. When when uh, Rowan. Like and I, and you say oh you don't show how how they get there. Mm-hmm. I think actually with Rowan you can no, definitely you do. see you do it with Rowan. At yeah, one exactly. Point. Yeah. Did you just said you can't? They they don't. It's not shown in the book how they get to the conclusion. With with William with the with the wizard guy, I get it. Yes, it, he just appears and he has all these different little trinkets yeah. and calls them charms and. I understand why that is a bit like oh he 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 discovered how he can use all these different explosives for this different different needs. Okay, yeah. I I understand your critique point there, but Rowan's uh, d- like how she thinks through things, and also she goes to the archive and yeah. she reads what other people before have already put down, and there are stories before of other people who had thought about this. She is not the first person to discover those things. Yeah. She just okay. takes that, the things and puts them together. Yes, okay. And that is quite a difference. Okay, so in one in the one case, yes, that is true. But okay. I'm saying that when is going to be the next moment that somebody else turns up who is just a generation... Like, when I say generational genius, like, if somebody is clever... If somebody is a good enough... Hey, put it this way. The only people who used to be able to do science were, like, lords and, uh, like, princes and people who had... Like, aristocracy. The people with who, money who had time to do this. The people with money who had time <laughs> to do it, but also who had entire counties of England's worth of income behind them to say, I'm going to build a telescope. I'm going to build a lab with vacuum chambers. Yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to be... The, like... You know, uh, nitroglycerine, the invention of and development of nitroglycerine to make it into a useful product was like the entire nation of Sweden <laughs> kind of like putting its like that you kind of needed an entire 19th century society to get to the point where you could actually have an, start an industrial revolution which could um, advance chemistry enough to sort of come up with nitroglycerine. Like it isn't something that a... a um, a 14 year old kid in the basement can do which again don't stop frowning at me i'm just saying this for me was the one thing that kept tripping me up in this novel okay, okay. you don't need to mount a massive defense of this no, novel I'm when i'm saying this thing we don't need to get stuck I'm on not. this point okay but i just wanted to say that i the way that i read it it worked for you it no was that i mean yes but yeah, that was not what i wanted to say right yeah. uh, what i think is when um we don't know all the things that how how William got to his knowledge. Yeah. So it might have been that he had observed some uh, the the one of the the, the wizard guys. Yeah. And uh, doing stuff, and then he he went and uh, looked into what he saw, and he was curious. I think this what this yeah. is all about. Yeah. Is about the curiosity yeah. of then putting things together. Yeah. And I don't the, think he I, discovered all of that I by get himself. That. And then there's this massive leap over the time where he also invents nitroglycerine. And again, it's okay for the you to for this to skip past in your mind, and you to be okay with all of that kind of stuff. It's fine. I'm just saying, for me, it became a stumbling block as I was trying to work out like what's going on in the story and what the levels of technology are and what the what's what is it what is possible to be discovered here by a 14 year old blacksmith's kid. Uh, 
is something which then informs what, like, my reading of the story and the world building and all that kind of thing. And it just, it just fell a bit flat for me. That's all I'm saying. Okay, this was the the one stumbling block in the story for me. Mm-hmm. And again, the more that you're defending it, makes it seem like I'm having to tell to say the book is shit. The book is not shit. The book is really well written. Like the characters, I really enjoyed. Like like everything about the first book I really enjoyed, except, unfortunately, some of that mystery at the heart of it. You know, Rowan, love Rowan. Belle, is it Belle? Mm-hmm. The, 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 yeah. the sidekick, yeah. the, the, um, the outskirter. Yeah. Um, she is great. Um, also, Willem, who comes along, is great. The, the wizards that we meet, like, all, all, everything is great. The, the journeys that they go on, the people that meet along the way, the backstories of everyone, I really enjoyed all of this. Now, you actually read out a section to me about, you know, oh, and he made an advance, and she was like, okay, no, but then she went over and knocked on the chemist's door. Now, you read that out to me before. Yeah. Um, when we were sitting on the couch because you're like, oh, let me just read this to you there. And then you also read it out yesterday, uh, not yesterday, on the the last episode. You actually read it out on the podcast. And that's all I knew of that scene. So when we got to that scene, I was like, oh, I've already heard this audio. Like, Juliana's already read this to me twice already. Yeah. What... And for me, that was sort of like, oh, that's nice writing. You said, oh, that's good writing and easy storytelling and fun stuff. You know, it was it established characters, it established maturity, it established, you know, what's possible. Again, what's possible in this world? Like when two people are attracted to each other, is it some crazy moment in their lives or is it like, oh, yeah, we're going to get it on tonight or whatever the level is between these two people. But what you didn't tell me and what you didn't read out to me is that, all of that was the was the second uh, the, the third and second last par- last paragraphs in a chapter and there was a single sentence paragraph that came after that that passage that you read out to me of these two people getting together and that s- next line that I already knew the setup to, but didn't know that next line was coming because you had read it to me out of context. And all of that you read out on the podcast last time of these two people kind of getting on and, you know, flirting with each other and chatting and then him, her going and knocking on his cabin door and then the door closes and you think, oh, that's the end of that moment of the story. But it was all a setup to a line where we discover something happens, which is devastating. And the the power of that 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 line that section that you read out isn't within that section it's the juxtaposition of that those few paragraphs that you read out and the line that happens afterwards and you didn't tell me that there was something else that happened afterwards and then the chapter ends of one line of something that happened at the, something that was happening at the same time as these two people were flirting with each other getting it on and then going back to a cabin something else important and devastating was happening at that same moment and you didn't you didn't mention that to me because of course why would you because no, that's, I had a different point I know you had a different point I'm saying for me for me already knowing that part of the story was going to happen and knowing like you had already explained I already knew the outcome once those two characters met I knew what the outcome was going to be of their meeting because you had read that out to me but it wasn't this is the strength of that writing that I thought I was getting one thing out of a story because I'd already heard that bit of the story before yeah. but actually that was just the setup to something else that was 
was going to happen, which caught me completely off guard. I didn't see coming at all and threw that entire relationship just up in the air. And it was devastating. And I was like, ah, that is what I liked about that bit of writing. Actually, you read it out to me and I'm like, oh, that's quite nice. You know, we were talking about, oh, an adult relationship. And I was talking about cruise ship life and people said, like mentioning yeah. what their cabin number was and things like that. And for me, that was something I could click onto. But there was, that wasn't even the point of that chapter. You know, that wasn't even the thing that that story was that part was telling you know that isn't wasn't even the important part there no, the important part was set off by that next line the the final line of the chapter which turned it all on its head but why would i mean the, the whole what? point of i'm i'm if i'm doing any kind yeah. of review or if we talk yeah. about any kind of, yeah. I'm, i'm always trying not to spoil anything well it's not about the spoiling I i'm just saying just... that like if like i th i already really liked the writing based on the one or the two paragraphs that you'd read out to me before. Yeah. But the power of the writing and the power of the storytelling in that book, you you were only getting over one third of it because also the, another third of it was based on, you know, all the stuff that came up before. And then another third came after like what happens immediately afterwards yeah. and why that moment of serenity and bliss and moment of everything's calm and, oh, what are we doing? Oh, we're just on a boat. Oh, that's really nice. What's happened? Oh, we're flirting. Oh, we're going together and they have a nice evening together and it's all like, ah, really good. But of course, I didn't realize that was just that was the setup for something devastating to happen. And again, I'm not I don't want you to be defensive about anything because it's not that it's it's what you it was fine what you said. But again, it was it caught me out how good the writing was and how well established how by establishing these characters and these very like even you'd say even kind of broad brushes without that detail like um oh they sat and chatted for an hour and you're like what did they chat about it doesn't matter actually because what's important isn't that they chatted for an hour it's what came after that and she was like mm, actually i regret turning him down okay let me go and knock on his cabin door and stuff like that and you're like ah actually that's it and it was all broad strokes but actually even that being shown in broad strokes that you don't then hear the conversation about knocking on the door and him going who is it I, you know who it is like all yeah. of that was also missed out so these kind of times when you're like oh this is a bit this is like not vague but kind of like like skipping over these details actually you realize that's the important you, you get you, it's these details are setting up this mood which can then be turned around yes and uh, but so yeah uh, not but yeah I also think um, yeah. that some authors they write story bits mm -hmm. and they are skipping over they do quite broad strokes of mm. something but they are missing out um they're missing out actually s important stuff that they didn't g get across in their yeah. broad strokes yeah but here in this scene yeah i think the broad strokes that were so in its broadness so detailed yeah and it, it got, got like the it, thing it that hit i on every moment which was important yes to set up what uh, to, was needed for the for yeah. the character for yeah. the character's development mm. or no not just development but just for to show what kind of adult people they are and yeah. relationships but, and but, but also know. it shows the it, it shows that what they were doing again i don't want to give anything away because again we're talking about the previous book in this series we haven't even yeah. got to today's yeah. book yeah um but yeah anyway i just wanted i just wanted to bring out those two points about the first book one which was that the that the um <clears throat> that some of the world building and what's possible in this like mix of fantasy and science fiction mm. i found 
a little it fell a little bit flat with me mm-hmm. but also the strength of the characters and the strength of the writing and just the writing craft you know of actually mm-hmm. like what's being said and like slowly revealing bits of information about what people are doing and their motivations and what goes through I thought was really I thought it was for most like 80% of the book was that and that was the 80% of the book that I really enjoyed okay. and uh, uh, and uh, 20% of the book was a bit of this like interplay between is it fantasy is it science fiction or what science fictional elements or what new science or new technology is being introduced here yeah. and what's possible there and I thought that was only 50% effective to me right. so if I was going to rate the first book I would rate it probably three and a half to four stars around about that area okay because or maybe let's say four stars but like you i'm a bit annoyed that this is just the first book in a series and it's because you had already talked about it and also just the front cover of the book it's not that it spoils it for me it's just it loads into your brain a little bit too much of one kind of information and i really wish i could be a little bit more detached from that and just be like oh yeah we're just in a world and magic works and this and that and this and it doesn't matter that someone invents gunpowder and nitroglycerine when before their 14th birthday like i wish it was i wish i could be a little bit like i wish i could be a bit more ignorant of what could be possible possible in the book yeah knowing that these guide stars in the in the in the in the sky are like well they're geostationary orbits like it even says in the book that she works out that they're geostationary orbits Mm. um which i guess it is easier to work out if you can look at something and say that's hanging there yeah that's an example of a geostationary orbit around it so yeah yeah no i get it but uh, so I'm just saying there's 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 a bit of there was a bit of a mismatch there between yeah. the stuff that I really enjoyed and the stuff which fell a little bit flat for me. Um, here's one one thing. Yeah. When you started talking about this book now, just yeah. now, yeah, I thought like there were like the the things that you started talking about. Yeah. First. Yeah. Um, I thought okay, yeah, that these these things were so overwhelmingly um like not hitting well with you, so yeah. you didn't like it. Yeah. Um, it it is very confusing because I I didn't think you'd like enjoyed this book just now, and then you say, oh no, it's actually really good. No, no. Again, I wanted <laughs> to point out that the ba- again you, the thing is by you going into it and trying to defend it a lot makes a small point for me, which is sort of like, oh yeah, a fourteen year old inventing gunpowder and nitroglycerine like before he's fourteen years old was too much for me to swallow. But that's only you know that kind of interplay but you is twenty with this little yes, thing. Again, I wanted to get... How do I explain to people that sometimes, like, it's not up to you to defend the book. And by you defending the book to me makes this, like, this 20% of my reading experience where actually that was only only then half of that, if you know what I mean. So this 10% of the book, which relies on a 14-year-old boy discovering gunpowder and nitroglycerine at the same time, like, before his 14th birthday in a you know in this kind of medieval like world where there isn't like an industrial revolution going on and all of the scientific revolution that goes on to invent nitroglycerine or whatever it is no i get it like that for me was a stumbling point and unfortunately quite a bit of the end of the book kind of relies on me uh, uh, relies on me being okay with that fact yeah and i wasn't okay with that fact yeah there needed to be more work done to explain either where he discovered that knowledge like it's existing knowledge and he discovers it and works with it or how he invented it now it's oh one would be okay like nobody nobody knows about gunpowder and it's it reminds me of the was it the scene in um uh, the robin hood prince of 
of Thieves movie with Kevin Costner and like the um the uh who is it um anyway his his sidekick who he comes over like the, with the, the the real or the not not the not the satire one no Robin Hood Prince of Thieves <laughs> oh yes at the end yeah. he experiments and goes and you see this explosion yes. kind of thing you're like what's that oh it's something I learned in my travels in China or something this is yeah, like yeah. in the year 1200 mm. and they suddenly have gunpowder because and then they can have explosions because once course. you have gunpowder you can have explosion you can have explosions at the end of a of a of a movie yes. which is set in 1227 actually I don't even know when the second crusade was fourth crusade second whichever one know. of the crusades was that king john went on yeah um so yeah that's what i'm saying like it's okay for one person to go oh here's something that i know about or i read about or i discovered in china and then they make enough gunpowder for an explosive end to to uh, a movie but the real action that was happening there at the end of prince of thieves is you you want kevin costner as robin hood to shoot an arrow and to cut a to rope, cut a rope. <laughs> cut a rope with yeah. a piece of arrow yeah. that's what you want like that's the moment yes. that it has to re- you know that it has to revolve around there yes. was is archery that's what yeah. you want with robin hood yeah not explosions was at the end of this book it kind of depends on not just some explosions in the background it it did it depends on the explosions yes high explosives and low explosives mixed together and for me i'm just saying that was a step too far it was a step too big okay well i it was fun it was impressive i'm just saying it didn't gel together with me i i understand your stumbling point there it would have been nice, though, well, before you started telling me about this 10% of the 20% that well, you stumbled across, was that you you could have started this whole thing like saying, thank you for suggesting me to read this no, book. No, it's a good book. Exactly. That knowledge... Look, I was just saying, look... I, I'm just, okay. okay, I'm just trying to, uh, right. to explain why I immediately go into def- defending Defensive something mode. because I think immediately, oh... There's this, this okay, bit. That I get it. He, I guess this is why I get this this massive long Twitter thread hearing me talking about, about Ben Nova. Yeah. I think that definitely was Ben Nova. Uh, no, 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 Ben. <laughs> ben Nova. Ben Bova. Ben Ben Bova. No, it wasn't. It was it was a book called ben, Nova by Samuel ben, Delaney. Oh, was it? Yeah. So was yeah, so I got oh, wait, like wait. someone complained about me, like I can't believe you hated exactly. this book. I was like, no, I enjoyed because the book. Because <laughs> you started this whole thing about the you, you, the the book podcast was mainly focused on the ten percent. I think I just wanted to give I just wanted I to know. give an example of something that worked, an example that something I, that I didn't understand work. that, but you didn't get across to the people or look, you or okay, me. Yeah, look, that was a fun book. Okay. Here's some things I need to talk okay. about. Okay? I'm very pleased that I read the book. I enjoyed it a lot. Okay. But what I said, what we were, what we were discussing in the last episode, which is the mix of science fiction and fantasy, yes, that didn't work for me. But when it was just a fantasy book about people going out and with swords and dragons and and wizards and all yes. that kind of stuff. And you know the characters and the and the and the the world building like a little bit more divorced from that. Yeah. Like what's actually where are the power structures here? I and wh- the status of the steerswoman and all that kind of stuff. All of that I found delightful and enjoyable. It was just a, a bit too much of the book relied on this interplay of like what science is possible in this book. Yeah. What science is possible by who? Yeah. Is it was too a little bit too much of a stumbling block, and that's why I'm knocking it down a few stars or yeah. you know a few half stars yeah. for that kind of thing i want to mention two things yeah um one thing is 
one of your criticisms about William before his 14th birthday, knowing, uh, discovering all these things, yeah. I think, and I think the way I read it came mm-hmm. across to me like that, is that um, it is something different if you live in a society where nothing has been invented yet. Yeah. And one person needs to actually, actually invent stuff. Yeah. And there's a difference to a world where stuff is already existing. Yeah. But people don't know. Yeah. What it's there for, how it, what yep. it does, how it no, works. I get it. So, but the, then the person is not inventing it and coming yep. up with all of it. They are just looking. Yeah. They are looking closer. They are curious. And they are then just discovering things. Like yeah, they're like rediscovering, Rowan. yeah. And rediscovering. Or working out how something that already exists works. Yes, like, I get that. I get that. Rowan does that because she sees yes, the guide and stars think, and works think, out that they must be geostationary orbit. I think William does that too because it, now here's the point. Yeah. I think when this uh, this wizard guy yeah. came to get the, the girl. Yeah, he wasn't there. It was actually just his men came, yeah. Or just his men. Yeah. And maybe they used some of the stuff in yeah. the village. Yeah. So there was stuff left. Yeah, and then no. he took that and looked at it and yeah. figured it out. I, I get it. I understand. You don't need to defend the book. I, no. I can do the work to defend this book. I can be like, oh, maybe it was worked like that. Maybe it did it like that. Maybe it was worked like that. Maybe he discovered nitroglycerine with this way. Maybe like... I can do that myself. I can try and work my way around this, but that is then me doing the work that the author didn't do for me, for me. Okay, It worked good. for you. Good, it didn't work for you. The that- author did enough work for you. The author didn't do quite enough work. Again, if it was just gunpowder... Everything would be fine, and if and I read and if it that it was of, just gunpowder, no, and then he used it in different. No, it was clearly from the start. Is like we he was walking with it gently. It wasn't just putting it next to. True. It wasn't just putting Not it too close to the fire and getting it too fire, hot. Yeah. It was also shocks and yes. don't drop it because the shock might set it off. Yes. True. And also at the end, he was saying yes, some of this doesn't need fire but then the one that explodes with the fire sets, sets off, off the one which needs the shock yes. and i'm like yeah nitroglycerine dynamite you know that's what yes. actually no nitroglycerine existed maybe alfred noble invented dynamite where you mix the nitroglycerine with some kind of clay or powder or something mm. and, it, and it becomes more stable over time mm. um but yeah it's still it's still one of those things where it didn't again it didn't work for me mm. and also the entire climactic events of the book rely on that having worked for me okay and it didn't okay which for Fair me enough. was a pity can stand like that. i liked what happened but it was based on something which hadn't clicked in my brain okay because as soon as he was doing that like right at the start or when he was first introduced i was like is this is this gunpowder or is it dynamites like which yes. which which we look at is he your is he brain gonna... is way too much into these like yes i know detail for things me right let's move on to okay, the second book. i want no i want to say one more thing we haven't I, got to the second book I, yet you have been talking um i introduced the, the podcast here yeah. and i haven't actually said much yet yeah what i wanted to say one more thing <laughs> if this book yeah I mean, I when I clicked when I clicked to I wanted to read this book. I didn't see, actually see the uh, the cover. I didn't look yeah. at the cover. And the book that I got from the library has a different cover, so yeah. I didn't see that cover. The Amazon Kindle book has a different cover as well. The ebook, yeah. The e-book, yeah. Um, so if this book would have been sold to me as fantasy, yeah, I would have been more happy. Really? Because it was 
first of all, of course, it was put in to our minds because we have a science fiction book review podcast. Yeah. I ha I was looking for the science fiction and I wished I wouldn't. Yeah. Because then I would have been, You'd I have... would have been surprised by the book. Yeah, I would but... have been more happy to get those hints and thought like, oh, wait a second, wait a second. I, I For me, this reading experience of being, oh, this is a fantasy book. It is like with some um, people who, who don't have electricity and all this kind of stuff. And then I would have discovered those hints And I'm not saying those sins are subtle, they're really not, but yeah. I would have gotten that it is that there is a science fiction element from the book yeah. and not from people telling yeah, me I, it's I, science fiction. I can't I can't um it's weird. I can't fault the book for that. I mean I can't fault the publishers for that. It it is like that second cover is unconscionable to put that on the on that set on the, the cover of the second book. That is that is one of the, the one of the worst things I've seen. That's one of the worst covers of a book. Yes, I'm to, not talking about the cover. You're not no, listening. But I'm saying the cover is the thing that would be like that for most people. Like if you were just browsing through and saw that, like these these the covers of these books, you it's instilling in your mind a mix of science fiction and fantasy. Yes, like, so that I is, think more that it's first more cover, the, the first it's more cover the is issue a perfect, of good yeah. reads. Because the the covers of yeah. the current available ebooks, yeah. we can't keep getting caught different. up with this. Because guess what, your reading experience wasn't that. You don't know what you would have thought if you'd have read a, a book having things like counterfactual things in your mind. That it's just, I mean, you can talk about that. You can think that you would have enjoyed it more or less than you would have, but there's no way for you to know. Like it, no, I understand, but yeah. let me just like the same way that you just had a point that you yeah. wanted me not to defend. Now you are defending no. that uh, right. what okay. I just said. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm I not just... defending it one way or the other. I'm just saying it's impossible for you to know that. That's yes, the thing. I understand, but I still think the book would have. I think this is a bit clear. <laughs> I think that's also think... a bit obvious. Yep. No, I I think it is more subtle and better. It is more subtle. But like someone actually said in, in this listener feedback, who was it? Ori, who said that. Thanks for reading The Steers Woman. Um, uh, I really like the new cover created by Kristen, uh, sorry, Kirstein. It's a photograph of a printed map of the world together with a real Steers Woman ring chain and the blue shard at the heart of the novel. This blue shard at the heart of this, this for me is more of a spoiler of what the blue shards were than the way that they were described in the book. For me, now that I've actually looked at this front cover, I never actually looked at the front cover because it's got maps and stuff and yes. I wanted to skip over but it. But if you see this cover, yeah, you don't immediately see and know what it is about. You just see a shard of blue thing with... This, for me, is more of a spoiler than the, than the original cover with somebody standing next to a computer screen in there. That. I'm just saying, I can't, again... For me, this is more of a spoiler of what the blue shards are than if the blue shards weren't on the front cover of the book. That's it. That's all I can say. Like, that's it. So we can either leave it at that mm. or you can start defending a book which doesn't need defending and I can start defending a book in a different way which doesn't need defending. I'm just saying this front cover isn't better than the original cover for me of the first book. The second book, like I say, the second book, the original cover of the second book, The Outskirts of Secret, is unconscionable by how much it's a spoiler of the first of the stuff in the first book. Okay. Of how much it would spoil that mystery. Because it, it literally says, you know what the mystery is in the first book? 
Here's the here is the answer to that mystery in the first yes. book. What did this character spend the entire book trying to work out? On the this front cover a... of the second book, here is the answer to yes. the to the uh, the entire mystery of or not the entire but a big part of what the mystery of the first book is. Yeah. Here it is, and I'm yeah. saying the author's choice of the front cover, which I did specifically didn't look at through you know through this, but now when I actually look at it, now it's there. It's it's not quite as much of a spoiler, but uh, like it, it, it's more of a spoiler than the front, the original front cover of just the first book, not the second book, but just the first book. Anyway, it's confusing. I think mm. I think you now say that because you actually have read the book and you know what it yes, what exactly. it contains. Yeah, exactly. But if you would pick up this book and not knowing what yeah, it contains, but, it doesn't spoil anything. But as as they started talking about blue shards, and then I was like, oh, there's a there's a blue shard on the front cover of the book. Let me go and have a look at the let, let me have a look at that blue shard on the front cover of the book. I'd be like, well, what does that look like? It's just I don't know. Anyway, I think what we're saying is we're unhappy with how this book. Is present it can be presented to people in a way which is either going to spoil stuff on it, and it's down to the publishers, and it's down to the way that the the book is marketed and ex- exposed to us. And yes, presented like to talking us. about judging a book by its covers, which has been for some reason now yeah. being a theme for two books in a row, um, which is interesting. Pink the Astronaut co- cover is good. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the, the cover is good and it doesn't spoil really anything. I, no, but again, I, I want to get away from the word spoiler because I don't think these are spoilers. That's the thing. Like, the front cover of the first, the first edition of the first book and this new cover, mm. neither of them are spoilers, but something has to set expectations. Like, what oh, are yeah, you doing to set, set expectations? It does again, set putting aside the front cover of the second book, which yes, is, which again, is, uh, like, ter- unconscionable. Like, what were it's not about spoilers. It's about setting expectations, and yeah. I think the the new the the new uh, author designed cover yeah. sets up expectations better. Yes, but but now that I look at it more closely. After the fact, it would be like I'm glad I I'm saying I'm glad I didn't look at that cover closely mm. during the reading of the book because yeah. I think that would have been more of a spoiler than some people in a wizard tower standing next to a computer screen would be. <laughs> if you know what I mean? Because yes. that kind of sets the expectation of ooh mix of fantasy and like that first first edition cover is actually a really good way of setting up oh a world which is science fictiony mixed with fantasy and then it's more fantasy than I expected and mm. the science fiction is a bit more in the background. And that's fine, you know. It's just a balance kind of issue. Yeah. Um, whereas there's again the the uh, the cover for the second book. All right, we've talked way more about the first book than I expected because we keep both saying something that the other person <laughs> disagrees with, and we both then start defending the book against ourselves and okay. the presentation. Can we do the? Are second... we actually talking about the second book? You said you said, oh, this is going to be a short episode. You you literally on the couch when you were sitting here before. You yes. said, I hope you have something to say about the first book yes. because this otherwise it's going to be too short of an episode. I'm going yeah. to give you a challenge. Can you say what you want to say about the second book in 15 minutes or less? Yes. Go. Okay. I know you're leaning back. You know, I'm leaning back so not, I don't interrupt you and make you speak a lot. Space, <laughs> say stuff more. Say more stuff. Go. Okay. So the second book, um, because I did read it straight after the first one, I kind of have more of this, um, the 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 omnibus book where they put both. Books. Oh yeah, this could be re- this could be the Steerswoman's Road. So yes. it's like one so one full story. So this is the way yeah. I read it. I didn't read one book and then a few weeks and then the second book. So I read one book, then the same evening started the second book, and I think um, it makes a lot of sense to read both in one go because they are 
one thing so it's like it's one book really and if you if you read them separately they're they're quite short like so it is one book definitely and um so what happens now in the in the next book we progress in this like the the idea was already set up in the first book they are going to the outskirts they are going towards where these things were found and this is what we're getting so now i it's a bit tricky with this second book because i really enjoy still reading about these people reading the writing reading the story um there's a big part in the middle where it's very much about exploring the different cultures and it goes quite in depth to the point that it does go to the edge of how do i like do i skip over because it's now going a bit too deep and there's no prog- no Wait, is this is it like they go to the outskirters place and they they spend a lot of time with a different culture yes and now it's about rowan being out of her comfort zone the first book was about bell from who's the outskirter coming in the into into the inner lands yes and now it's someone from the inner lands going to the outer lands yes and because we do read it from rowan's perspective we get it in quite detail because this is what she does she um she is writing down things and so she's observing lots of stuff and so we also get to know this so now there are important bits that we need to see to understand things and um because of the good writing style it 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 does get it 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 does get transported but it is on the edge of being a bit uh too slow and a bit too detailed um but we do need some of these details to get the picture and towards the end i would say that the last quarter of the book maybe it just ramps up and it suddenly is like whoa okay here we go and now we're actually getting to things we get to know things we get to see things we get to um yeah we get to the point that we actually all want to know we actually want to know what are these um lcd screens uh, what what does it have to do with everything and um and the way that it it it's like really really fast pace at the end and it's like really like i couldn't put it down at the end yeah because you sat on the couch yesterday and we're like i, I sat on the I, couch i was like you're gonna to finish, finish this book tonight don't you yes. and then you did yeah yes so um that is then that makes it so difficult for me to rate it because um because it uh, it is a really good book and the, the but there's a bits. mixture of like boredom in the middle and uh, excitement at the end. Yes, and but you wish also it was the boredom isn't the boredom isn't like I have read books where I, it was I I would I just had to like the book with the with this the people in space and the spider by the people on the planet. What was it? Oh yeah, uh, the, uh, the deepness, deepness in, the in the sky. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to read about this one story and it yeah. didn't give me that one story. Yeah. So I just skipped past the yeah, yeah. other story that I didn't And then quite didn't enjoy. finish the book, yeah. And then didn't finish the book. This is not like that. Um, there is, because of the writing and because the, the way that the characters interact with each other, it stays on the on the positive side of, okay, I need to get to know all this to come out at the end to understand the whole picture. Mm. And it is like that. You do need to understand all these 
No, what what we are talking about here again is this: what authors sometimes do is that they they present a fact, and then they use the fact later on. Yeah. But in this book, because we're spending time with this observing woman, yeah, we are also observing the things we are learning along the way. And it's too many facts. It no, it's not too oh. many facts. But we we are observing the facts, and then we get to make our own conclusions yeah which is what i kind of like because the author isn't just presenting you the observations uh, okay yeah and saying okay rowan observed this and this and this and her conclusions were that yeah we are observing all these things and then we come to the conclusion the same rate that she comes or maybe a bit beforehand but it's it's like the 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 pacing of the conclusions is good yeah just sometimes the where we are at it's more like I'm impatient. I want to just I like you it's skip, like this. Skip, start skipping to the answers. I want to start skipping to the answers, but it's like the it's holding me back. Mm. But it gives me information that is necessary to come to the conclusions. Yeah. So it's like this good kind of anticipation, and I want to be, I want to go forward, but then mm. I don't. I I yeah. didn't skip any pages because. Yeah, it, it wasn't a skippy book. It mm. wasn't the kind of book that I would skip Yeah, you pages. can't be like, oh, we're spending some time with this character and then we turn uh, with this other character. He's like, oh, I don't care about that character. I'll yeah. skip forward until we, we get back to the first character again because, you know, you're always with that one character. Yes, but yeah. but it is, you you do read everything mm-hmm. um, and you, you do feel impatient because you want to actually know the answers. Like the people in the book. Yeah. They also want to know the answers, but yeah. they also can't just skip pages. Yeah. So I think that is a, a, a strong... A, a strong point for this book is that but you did have issues with the pacing but i did have yes yeah. because i wanted to get to yes it's one of those things where you're like uh, your response as a reader as you go through the book changes yeah and sometimes you're like well that was really really boring but only on later reflection do you go actually we needed it all of the information that really yes. boring bit but at the time we didn't know what we needed or how much of this we needed but yes. actually we needed all of it yes so it's really difficult to skip over that because then that would upset the yeah i get yes. it it's, so um, it's, a, it's a difficult balance and you think the balance was off during the reading experience a little bit yeah um but i thought it was interesting to to learn these different um society like the way that the societies build build themselves up depending on their their outside um yeah, the, the nature they live in, or mm. like not the nature they live in, but like just the environment. The, the environment they live in. So they have to build up their society according to the needs and what the environment gives them. And the different, the way that it is set up, it is explaining really well in the outskirts how the tribes and they how they move and how they live according to the environment. And then there are these other other tribes, and they have other environmental needs yeah. and uh, and that is presented to them so they behave different towards these tribes so they then behave different towards the so it's this whole ecosystem that is being explored and explained and i think that is interesting yeah it's good world building it's good world building and it is really interesting to see this whole thing of going on with us knowing oh there is this whole very advanced technology around somewhere yeah which they don't have access to and so they are battling along yeah literally fighting for their lives and in their environment and then there are people who uh yeah we we know are there yeah and we know they have influence yeah but they don't influence the people's lives 
in a yeah. good way that yeah on the ground we, yeah. we still don't know what what is the whole what is the um what's the word what is the um uh, their trajectory yeah so we know there what's the society's trajectory and yeah no no not the societies but oh. the, the the outer society we we know don't, don't know about yet uh, okay so um well let's see okay question yes for you from me to you yeah and the answer comes from you to me <laughs> um, yeah When it comes to series like this, this is an unfinished series. Yeah. Generally, I'm not a fan of continuing series which haven't finished yet. Mm -hmm. There are some series which I'll do that with, but I'll often read the first book. Mm -hmm. Almost every single time I've read the second book of a series which hasn't finished yet, mm -hmm. kind of regretted it because I know that I can't just read through and get to the end or anything like that. Yeah. Do you think this book is worth reading? Not as not as book four no book two in a six series story yes. and we can't read the last two yeah is it worth reading as a conclusion to the first book or yes. is it not it, like when those two books were collected together yeah is that the stopping point yes should i read the second book yes and then stop You should read the second book and then make your own decision if no, you want to. I can't. I can't make the decision because I've not read the third book yet. I, I haven't either yet. Okay. But right. I would definitely say after reading the first book, you kind of need the extension. I don't think I do. Again, in my my brain is that I don't think I do. I felt like I got as much out of this writing and okay. these characters as I wanted. And I was thinking that if I was going to read book two, I would then also want to read book three, four, five and six. Yeah. But five and six aren't available yet. No. And, um, and they're written so long, so far apart. Like the, these first two books were 80s books and then there were some 2000s books and exactly. the next ones are going to be... But this is why I think these two books... 2020s books. These two books are really one right. unit. Okay, I'll read the second book then. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I think I'll stop there and then wait and like see if it's worth, okay. worth well, reading Okay, I will continue reading. I will continue reading the But what happens book. when you finish book four and book five and six aren't out yet? You'll just be happy to wait then. Yeah. Okay, cool. I don't mind. Yeah. Um, no, I don't mind. Sometimes I don't mind either, but... So. And also, they're supposed to come out this year? This year? Yeah. All right. Okay. So, I haven't I haven't done any extra uh, so reading. There, there are uh, two more books for me to read and yeah. I have other books now in between, so yeah. I'm not now continuing... What was the book that you were going to read now? It came up in the library, which was what? Yeah, the, um, uh, the, 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 the world, the... Oh, the space between worlds. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read that already. So yeah. Exactly. So that comes up. So that would be my next book. Yeah. But I will continue with the series. The, okay. Good, um, good to know. Because I want to just find out more about it. Yeah. All right then. Rating for this book. Do you have a rating for this book? That's tricky. Steers Woman Two: The Outskirts of Secret. This is really tricky because I did read it as a, a unit. Yeah, but here's the thing: you you actually said I'm only you were going to give the first book a higher rating, and then you knocked it down a star or a half star, whatever it was, yeah. because you're like this. My enjoyment of this kind of depends on what it leads to in the second book and yes. how much it pays off, because it feels like only the start of a story. Yeah. If you were to rate these first two books together as yeah. a unit, yeah. what would the rating be? Go four stars. Four stars. Yes. All right then. Yeah. Four star book. Four star book. Another four star book. Um, yes, because I think. I have not read many books quite like this with this writing style, with the exploration of a, of worlds and yeah. ideas and characters. Okay, and that's like what societies. half of science fiction fantasy is, though. Yes, I know, but it is a, a very particular view of 
or a writing style. Yeah, because it's and, a scientist going out into a fantasy world. Yes. And or that is, maybe not a scientist. What what I'd call but like a person with uh, a scientific view. Yeah, I'd and call, a curious, what did they call people like Darwin or something? They were like uh, nat. They was, the word scientist hadn't been invented yeah. yet, so they were naturalists. Or yes. is it naturalist? Well, How, certainly people who who are interested in everything around them. Yeah. Let me quickly look up Darwin's thing. So, uh, what what was he called? Um, was it known for? Oh, no, because Darwin is a bad example because he is like now the proto yeah. proto. I'm not example. trying to think. In German, we also have a word for. Oh yeah, in German we say Universalgelehrter. Yeah. Some somebody who is knowledgeable in universal topics. Yeah. <laughs> who is, um, and because the steerswoman is interested in in knowledge, and she gets. The question that she asked has to be answered with truth. She collects truths. And I think that is just a really interesting trope and an interesting thing to, to be thinking about. And also it explores, okay, what happens with truths? How can, like, a truth can be devastating and cause trouble a lot. And um, and I think some of these uh, philosophical explorations are also there. So it is... It is really interesting to see what all the implications on the different things. And mm. there's more to this book than just is this fantasy or science fiction. Yeah. And this is what makes this so appealing to me. Yeah. Cool. Good. Four stars for the... Um, Second, the outskirt the... of secret. Yes. Oh, no. So I'm saying like the two books and together. And two books yeah. together. Yes. I give the first book four stars as well so let's uh, let's say it's a four, like four stars all right whatever whatever rating we're going to put on here it's four stars <laughs> yeah um although probably not four maybe a bit lower for me but again that's not going to influence the rating because of the second book so yeah to be honest i'd say three and a half stars because the balance didn't strike with me and also i know this is weird i kind of wish it was an audio book i'm kind of annoyed that i actually had to use my eyes to read it and, i don't um, think you can take off points for no, that. That, that again that side but again my own subjective enjoyment of reading this book um is was was uh not it's not knocking off the rating for the bu- uh, audiobook i'm just saying it was something that i noticed that this is the first ebook that i've read for quite a while yes and i just there's some books which i think would work really well as when narrated and some books which i think would work better as ebook or some you know depending on what it is and i think a good narrator with this this would be an amazing, amazing audible audiobook. amazing yes. audiobook series yes it would be um because you could yeah a good performance of rowan it's like one one character's point of view throughout yeah. that would i reckon if, if audible wants to snap up a really good audible um exclusive yeah you know gets that whatever, would work really whatever well. it is this would be a really good series i think yes it's someone who good to um narrate this stuff yeah anyway, uh, yeah, let's wrap it up there. We've gone about an hour. Okay. 15 minutes. So I said I can do it in 15, 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah, it was less than 15 did. minutes. Yeah. Um, thanks very much to all our listeners. Uh, and of course, the people who gave us feedback about this. It's um, really cool to read the feedback. Oh, also, um, who was this long post? Who? who Ryan, did, uh, no, Ori, Ori mentioned that. I, I read all this post and I also went to the... Um, to this um, exploration of the the torture scene, yeah, and I think it was very interesting to to read about her point of view about it, yeah, um, and um, it didn't change anything for me, but no, it, 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 because for we me, mentioned the it for both of us before, and we're like, Meh. yeah, but it's a book the, from the eighties, and it's fiction, and it, it is fiction, really... and it, it play, it's in a fantasy world with literally people that are being treated or yeah. like referred to as like 
out like yeah. barbarians and yeah. outskirters and yeah. I, don't I, don't, know. I don't think we need to read anything into the torture in this book yeah. which was you know which, again I don't want to do any spoilers but the, the way that it plays out I was like oh, well alright then you know it wasn't uh, you know it was an in- some interesting character moments there rather yes. than anything philosophical about yay torture is great no or it certainly wasn't that um, so anyway all of this feedback came to us from the on the SFBRP listener group over on Goodreads so yes. check us out there you can also support us on Patreon um, by Patreon uh, patreon.com forward slash Luke Burge. We've got quite a few SFBRP listeners supporting us there. Thank We're you. on Twitter and places too. And I think that's about it. Yes. Let's wrap it up there. Okay. Thanks a lot. No, you do it. Thanks a lot for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.